it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? So McDonald's announced an update to its burger lineup this morning. Exciting stuff, huh? I didn't know this. Yes. BK, have it your way. They're probably you trying to rule. Like, they're trying to combat like the BK commercial, you know, being a, a top of mind for everybody. But you know, they used to have a really catchy song, McDonald's. It yeah, would, my dad would always sing it. It was like, two all be fatties, special sauce, that one. No, I was talking more recently. Oh, okay. McDonald's, you're saying? Yeah, they used to have that one. Let me get a pick tick, Mick pick two. Let me get a Mick pick two. No. Yeah. I don't know that one. Oh, really? I mean, you had the jingle. The <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah, I thought that's what you were referring Everybody's to. Everybody's looking at me like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I have no idea what that yeah. is. Big Have it your way. Everybody, the whole world is singing this song. Rule. So the, the McDonald's changes will impact the Big Mac, McDouble Burger, Cheeseburger, Double Cheeseburger, and Hamburger. And so have you seen everything. that the uh, Chicken Crispy Sandwich is now the McChicken? They yeah. earned their Mick. They earned the Mick because yeah. everybody loved it. Wait, yeah. so go back to the burger thing? Basically all of the burgers. What about them? Um, so the update will include a softer bun, more melted cheese that you don't have to, you know, yeah. take your craft singles for, Cappy. Mm-hmm. Adding white onions onto the patties for a caramelized flavor mm-hmm. and more Big Mac sauce on the Big Mac. Hmm. The updated recipe is currently being offered on the West Coast, including here in L.A., Sacramento, Las Vegas, among others. By early 2024, the changes will be nationwide. And the change was first introduced in the international markets where McDonald's said the new recipe received rave reviews. All right. So they're kind of like changing the way that they cook the burgers, basically. Mm -hmm. Kind of a big deal. So I haven't been in a McDonald's, true story, in like, I don't know, it's been like 15 years or so, right? It's been so long since I've been in a McDonald's that the McDonald's that's closest to me, okay, they've actually torn it down and rebuilt rebuilt it. it, Yeah, You know? Like I used to take my kids to that McDonald's when it was like all the little slides and all the things that the kids could do. I've been in McDonald's in ages. A couple weeks ago, I'm driving home from Mammoth. And we decided to stop at McDonald's for breakfast. I had an original Egg McMuffin. Still fire. Still bomb. I had one of those little breakfast sausage burritos. Amazing. Still. So now you're telling me that the cheeseburger and the double cheeseburger, caramelized more onions, different kind of bun. See, this is bad news for me. Because now I'll have no choice but to stop and try. I will have to at least try it. And I'm just, my diet's been going well. I finally cracked 200 pounds. I was 199. Yeah. Now you're hitting me with, I got to go try one of these new McDonald's burgers. So try it. You can have one burger, bro. But if I'm going to have it, I got to have it right. Like I got to have a double cheeseburger. Okay, then just eat less that day. I really wanted an In-N-Out burger last night so bad. Yeah. Instead, I had like a sushi hand roll. See, this is what I'm trying to say to you. Like I'm doing better. I wanted the sensation of holding the burger. But I, I got a hand roll. <laughs> a hand roll? Yeah. Do you know what? You yeah, yeah, like in the little cone thing. Yeah, like yeah, they yeah. make you an ice cream cone. Yeah, of with like sushi. Crab meat, you know. And you ate rice that instead. Cucumbers. Why don't you just get like a regular old roll? I wanted the sensation of picking it up in my hands and um, holding it. Okay. All right. Whatever, bro. BK, have, have it, it your way. way. You rule. They should really sponsor the show. Yes, they should. All right. Uh, all right. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right. So the Clippers win yesterday. Yeah. couple quick thoughts. Okay. Go ahead. Number one, the Phoenix Suns looked so disorganized at the beginning and at the end of that game yesterday, both on offense and defense. Okay. You know what they look like to me? A team that hadn't played very much together? Correct. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, the Clippers, say what you want. Kawhi has played, I believe, 35 of the last 40 games, Mm -hmm. okay? And they're starting to coalesce here. They're starting to gel, all right? Even without Paul George on the floor. And I actually think because they've had some practice time here over the last couple of weeks that their new guys are playing well. And they've already dealt with the ups and downs of having guys in and out of the lineup, so that stuff's not new to them with PG being out potentially for this series. But here's the other thing I want to give them credit for. I want to give Ty Lue credit for this. He stuck with Russ. 
it's very easy, and he has. He's pulled him. He's yanked him in games this year. But in this game, he didn't do that. He put it, He took him out a little bit. He put him back in, and he trusted him enough, and Russ rewarded him. Played great defense at the end of the game. Had a couple of big assists. Had a big shot after going. He was 3 of 19 right. and trusted him with a big shot. Mm-hmm. Now, it also takes huge stones to take that shot, but we know Russ has those. We're not right. really worried about that part of the equation. But I think Ty Lue deserves a lot of credit for trusting him when he didn't always do it during the season. He yanked him plenty of times. And the other thing that I that stuck out during that game is, how is Kevin Durant only taking one shot in the last five minutes of yeah. the game? I mean, look, first and foremost, start off with this. Um, if the Clippers are playing the Suns and you're a Laker fan and you can't bring yourself to rooting for the Clippers, in this series, I find myself very much rooting for the Clippers. I... I'm not a huge Durant fan. I don't like the fact that he kind of up and quit his way out of Brooklyn. My opinion. That's my view of things. After Kyrie, you know, demanded a trade, just saying. I'm just saying that I want to see the Clippers knock out the Suns. Seeing the Suns get beat when everybody said as soon as Durant got traded there, they're the insta favorite to win the West. I would love to see the Suns get knocked out. As for the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard incredible performance that we come to expect this Russell Westbrook thing remember a few weeks ago guys when the Lakers had traded Russ but he wasn't going to play for Utah and the Clippers were talking about bring him in and and nobody was sure where he was going who was it was it Gilbert Arenas who said that that Russ will be the difference that Russ could be the difference in a championship right and what I told you is only if he buys into a role and he has bought into the role yeah Russ could not play on this Lakers team because he could not, in his mind, become part of LeBron's team. He it, it was always still Russ. I always think, though, that I also think there's a difference, right? On the Lakers team, because his salary commanded $47 million, he had to play a bigger role. In his mind, he thought he, and, and in everyone's mind, because you're paying him $47 million and he's not allowing you to upgrade your roster because of the $47 million. Like you don't have the players around him um, that can help him too. He had to do more. Whereas with the Clippers, he's a buyout candidate. They've got a deep roster to begin with. He has to play a role. It's either that show people he's willing to do whatever it takes to win or his future in the sport was potentially up in the air. Right. He's rebuilding in some ways his image, his, his reputation. Yeah. Right. The play he makes at the end of the game yesterday to throw the ball off of Booker and have it go out. I mean, it's such a great athletic play on a day where the guy was so bad offensively. But did you guys catch the rest of Brody's act? On yeah, the day. But real quick, before that happened, that defensive play, I was this close. I was about to text it out and say, if the Clippers lose this game, it's all Russ's fault because he was so bad offensively. Like, he was still taking shots in those last, like, two minutes of the game and, like, just missing them by a mile. By the way, isn't it amazing the role that he has taken on but with this team? a huge role defensively. Right, right. right. And everyone's like, this might be the worst offensive game I've ever seen from a player that had such a good defensive game. Like, complete polar opposites. Think about when Russ was with the Lakers how the Lakers defensively were not very good. Right. And now he leaves and he goes to the Clippers, and defense is so much more of his value than his offense in in this particular game. Yeah, and his energy. But did you see what happened after the game? It was halftime. Oh, it was halftime? I've seen different reports, halftime. It was halftime. You sure about that? Anyway, whatever. You guys have seen this. He's right? walking through the 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 locker room. The way to the from the locker room to the court is through this lounge area. Right. Right. So that's kind of like a new thing in sports, right? Yeah. Um, where the players walk through and the fans have not hands on, but they're right there next to you. They're right on top of yeah. you. They yeah. can reach out and touch you. Yeah. They can high five you if you want to high five them back. You yeah. know that kind of deal. Yeah. So Russ is walking through this area where people who have these tickets. These are the high rent district kind of tickets, right? Correct, yeah. So Russ is walking through, and he's got his shirt, his his jersey up so you can see his abs. Right. You know? And some guy is kind of giving it to him, and Russ goes to get into his face. You know? Not like where you're playing ball and you say to the referee, him, him, him. No, him, he's right, right up there. in front of his face. Like, yeah, he's, all right, what are you going to do? Right. And so Russ is like, you better watch your mouth. 
And the guy stands up. His kid is still sitting there eating like cornbread and like, I don't know, whatever else, mashed Popcorn, potatoes whatever, or whatever this right, kid was stuffing right. his face with, right? Guy stands up. Russ is, what would you say, Russ? 6'4", 6'5", mm-hmm. right? This guy stands up. He's 6'1", 6'2". He's 270. He's like a tank, this guy. Stands up and he goes, take it like a man. And Russ kind of goes towards him like, you better watch your mouth. And this guy's like, no, you take it like a man. And, and he said, called him West Brick, too. I guess that's what set him off. No, I think somebody else in the oh, room okay, might have okay. said it on the way out. Either way, yeah. all I'm saying is this. You know, these players today, they kick him out, take him out, take Karen out. She said something mean. It's easy to do that when you're playing. Now you go to get in somebody's face behind the scenes, and the guy isn't like me, because I'd be like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean it. Right. I was just talking smack, brother. Come on. I'm sorry. Please don't but kill he, me. Not, and either side back down. But what I would say is this. If you're that fan, don't be an idiot. No, no. Don't be an idiot. But if you're Russ, don't be an idiot. No, I agree. Don't, but he didn't do anything. No, no. Russ got in the guy's face like as if the guy was going to back down. When the guy didn't back down, Russ was like, all right, hey, I'll be out here for the second half if you need me. I'll be out here just in case anybody knows because there's no security to kick this guy out. Um, so IDFS Daily just tweeted me. It's a shortcut through the lounge. It's definitely not the real way heading onto the court. Yes, I know. The Phoenix Suns coaches go through there all the time. I've been at that arena seven times this season. So I know exactly where he was. Um, and I'm not trying to be a jerk, but yes, it's a way to get back to the court. All I'm saying is it's just faster through there and having to go all the way around through the tunnel, which, by the way, there's another lounge on the other side of that tunnel, too. Russ is one day, Russ is going to do this this act, you know, where, hey, I, I'm big and I'm bad and I'm rich and I make a lot of money and I'm a superstar. You're blaming Russ? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you're not going to blame the guy who's acting like a clown? These guys... Are- I mean, bro, you can't just sit there and talk crap... I almost cursed the real word. Wow. Um, to like anybody, like just because you paid for a ticket, no, that's no, not I, part of the deal I, here. I know, but you know what? If you're the pro... You're like, this guy's an idiot. I'm going back out to the floor. But at some point, like, he gets it a lot. And maybe part of it because he reacts. Well, that's just it. But and, it's like, bro, and, at some point, you just got to be like, all right, man, let's go. What? And, what do you want to do? Well, right. And that's what happened yesterday. Let's right. go. And you yeah. know what happened? The guy said, I'm not backing down. Let's go. You right. and me right and then, here, right and now. Then, and then and what? Then Russ was like, all but right, what, I'll no, see you. No, what did the guy actually do? No, the guy didn't. Russ didn't say, all right, I see you. The, the security guy came in and pushed Russ away. If Russ wanted that guy, he had his chance. He didn't want that Russ guy. Is, well, what? But Russ has too much to lose. Of course, that. but that's why he should stop stop messing with these people because everybody's trying to get How in your head. How about people just act like human beings? But people are idiots, don't you understand Rich that? people at these arenas in these like front front rows and in these lounges, just because you're rich and you can afford these lounges doesn't mean you can act and treat people like garbage. But people are dumbasses. The same thing happened things. to E40 at the at the game, the Warriors game the other day. Well, I, I read a little something about that E40. Because he was getting up. All he was doing was literally just getting up, cheering his team in the opposing arena, and some lady and her husband behind were complaining that he was standing up too much. It's a freaking sporting event. And we like to sit here. We're comfortable. Please sit down. Down in front. Tell please. your buddy who owns the Kings to like, you know, check out those two and what their problem well, is. Well, he was sitting front row, so he didn't have anybody in front of him. By the way, you know that speaking of people getting out of hand and fans getting out of hand. So DeMar DeRozan's daughter that was like went viral for screaming when they were playing the Bulls, when the Bulls were playing the Raptors. Correct. In Toronto. And they, she was doing that, the really high pitched loud scream. Well, guess what? It turns out. Someone like did a little investigating, and they actually had to take her. Like the team had to remove her from the game in the fourth quarter because other fans were like sending the team death threats Oi. on social media, Oi. saying like, "Oh my gosh, get this girl out of here!" and like, like awful, awful stuff. And the team's PR people had to be like, "Hey, just for your safety or whatever, we're gonna remove you from from the arena." Like, and they had to like go and like you know escort her out of there. So like, well, people her, are crazy. Was, people it was are annoying. ridiculous. It was really yeah. loud. So what? But is it worth threatening Screeching. a nine year old girl's life over really? it? Who threatened her life? These crazy. Canadians apparently. Who are these Canadians were that mean? Yeah, the same kind of people, I guess, that threaten Russell Westbrook. I just feel like if you buy a ticket to a game that does not give you the right to act like that. Yeah, to be a jerk face. And if you're Russell Westbrook, you know what you have to do? Get back on the floor and play, not get in this guy's face. Because what Russell Westbrook expected was this guy to back down and go, I'm sorry. Sorry, my bad. My I think, bad. I think he wanted to say something because, as you've noticed, this is a thing lately where players are calling people out because they want people to see and they want people to notice and be like, this isn't okay anymore. Stop doing it. Oh, yeah. That's what it's all about. I think so. Mm. People are getting removed from games. You seem very dismissive there. Because I feel like Russell Westbrook makes things worse for himself. I mean, but again, both things can be true. That Lindsay could be right and you're drawing attention to it so people realize stop acting like a jerk face. 
And then also, yes, he shouldn't do that because he's just going to add – because people are not going to just stop. They're just going to act more like totally. jerk faces. Right, they're going to try and get him out of his game. All right. Come on, Brody. I mean, after that kind of performance there at the end, do better, man. I didn't even get into are we on a collision course to the Clippers and Lakers. Well, let's get there. Because you're sitting there wanting to talk about the guy in the lounge. Come on, Brody. <sighs> do better. You do better. I'm trying. All right, we're back in two minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. That's what you got to do. This is a great jam. They play this at the Hootenanny when I go camping. The Hootenanny, huh? Yeah, the Hootenanny. <laughs> Hootenanny. Yeah. That's what it's called. Yeah, I know. So, you know, if you go to Hawaii, they have a luau. Yeah. If you go camping, they have a hootenanny. Yeah, I don't do hootenannies. Yeah, me Why neither. Why not? I just don't. Have you ever heard of it, though? Of course. Okay. I mean, I didn't realize that's what it was really called. I thought that was like the slang term. No, that's what it's called, a hootenanny. Really? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. I'm pretty sure there was also like a hootenanny mentioned during one of the broadcasts, and I thought about it. Like, see, guys, it's not that weird. You recall which broadcast you were listening I'll, to? I'll look it up because I remember hearing about it and someone tweeting about it. Like, okay. oh, we got a hootenanny dropping uh, the NBA playoff broadcast. All right. I'd like to know that. Grant in LA tweets in the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust, and you can be a part of the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust by going to the community section on Twitter and then just typing in Sedano and Cap into the search bar. Russ works with the Clippers because of Kawhi. Russ can be a drive killer. He takes crazy shots, horrible turnovers, and kills momentum. Every superstar he plays with gets frustrated and ruins the flow. Kawhi is a robot. Anything Russ does doesn't phase him. Perfect fit. See, that's right. You're exactly right, Grant in L.A. I mean, this is a very wise basketball observation from a guy who, frankly, I don't expect that kind of content from. You know, I mean, photoshopping pictures, uh, I get that. That's your deal. Yeah. But smart, astute basketball observations, not always the case. Yeah, Grant's pretty good, actually. In this instance, Grant in L.A., outstanding job by you. You've nailed it. You see, the thing is, is that LeBron isn't going to sit by idly and let Russ do whatever he wants to do to his team. Kawhi's personality is so opposite of LeBron's. Doesn't mean that he doesn't care. Doesn't mean that he might not give you a stare or, or some other form of communication. But the personality for Russ works in Kawhi's locker room. It never was going to work in LeBron's locker room. Nice job, Grant in L.A. Glad to hear that you're listening. So, yeah. Dave Days says three for 19 is the reason why that game was so close, but y'all go ahead. Um, I mean, I don't really think that that's the only reason. Um, you can have a bad shooting night. and all, I mean, Michael Jordan, I believe, went three of 19 or something ridiculous like that against the Sonics in a finals game. Not Actually, that I'm comparing no, Russell no, that's, Westbrook. That's incorrect information. He was, Gary he, was, he was three of 18. You're, you're wrong on okay, that. Okay, well, anyway. Yeah. The reality is you can affect the game in different ways. Not that I'm comparing Russ to Michael Jordan, but what I'm saying is you can have, and Russ has a, a lot of inefficient nights, but that's a complete different level of inefficiency. Well, And he made the biggest, some of the biggest winning plays at the end of the game. Game, even well, though he wasn't scoring. He made the biggest play at the end of the game. Correct. Really against quick, Devin Booker. Just to let you guys know, do you want to know who the last player was to go 3 of 19 from the floor in an NBA playoff game? Was it Michael Jordan? It was actually Russell Westbrook. Oh. Then a wizard in a 122-114 to 114 win over the Sixers in May of 2021. There you go. Yeah, that's the key to the victory is have Russ shoot 19 shots, only make three, and he is undefeated in postseason games when being 3 of 19 from the field. I mean, that's crazy. That's a surprising stat. 
But I love to see, I don't care who it would be. Yeah. I love to see Phoenix get beat in game one. I don't no know that. Way. It, why? How can you not want to see, first of all, I do not, I do not want to see the Lakers face the Clippers. Oh, no way. First of all, again, let's start with the fact that I always root for me in these scenarios. And that means right. I would be doing the Western Conference Finals on ESPN Radio from home, sleeping in my bed every single night. It. Logistically. But I feel like if you want the Lakers to win, I feel like that the Clippers are going to give them the most trouble. Right. But what if, as Cappy mentioned last week, they pull a Rams against the Niners? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, but listen, you're saying that you think that the Lakers have a better chance against Durant and yes. the Suns than you do against Kawhi versus yes. the Clippers. Yes. Listen, here's the thing. It doesn't Maybe. really... Maybe. Whether they do or they don't, look. Plus, that would be a great Western Conference Finals. Yeah, like but, KD against LeBron, like, oh, I love that. It would be, but so would Kawhi mm. versus LeBron. Yeah. So would the Lakers versus the Clippers. Mm. The, the intensity of that series, particularly on the Lakers side of things. Yeah, I think for ratings perspective, right? You'd probably want the Suns because they have Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul. The Suns have been to the finals recently, right? Like, But I, I do think that the whole, I mean, here for sure, it would be out of control content for two weeks. Like, I, it would be nuts. I guess. I just feel like Lakers fans are super, would be nervous. I could be wrong, of but course, I feel like yes. the but most I think nervous. Laker fans would be nervous regardless well, who they're playing. if the Lakers were playing the Suns, most Laker fans would be like, well, you know, we haven't really had that good of a season, and the Suns were in the championship just two years ago, and they went out and got Kevin Durant during the season, and, and everybody has raved about what the Suns are going to be and how they're going to be favorites to win the West. So it would be gravy if you pull the upset no, against, against the Suns. But when playing the Clippers, that's a we can't lose. Our life is on the line. Oh, uh, no question. Kind of a difference. You can, if the Lakers lost to the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals, they never hear the end of it. It would be that. First of all, you you can't right. You can't. It's like it's like the first time as a kid you beat your older brother or your dad or something in like a sporting event. It would feel like that where it'd be like. Oh my God! I can't believe that just happened. It would feel that way um, because of the history of the two franchises. There's no question. Right. And to your point, they would, they should be nervous if they found themselves facing each other in a Western Conference Finals because they've lost 11 in a row. Because they've lost 35 of 42 or whatever the hell it is. They've lost a lot to them. But it would all be those so numbers, much worse, so much worse, losing to to the Clippers. But all those numbers that you just mentioned, losing 11 straight to the Clippers. None of it is in the po- in the postseason. Not only that. But hold on. The Lakers today are a very different team that they've been in the last 40-plus games that we're talking about. They did play the Clippers, though, already. I understand. Super recently. Certainly in the last 11. I'm telling you right now. You're telling me. LeBron came back. I sat here. You were out. I barked and complained and kvetched about him forcing his way back into the lineup on that Sunday. They lost that game. They turned around and went to Chicago later that week, beat... The Bulls. Yeah. And then in the last like eight games or so of the regular season, they formed the chemistry that they needed Mm -hmm. to win a game like they won yesterday where you're on the road, you're facing a younger, potentially more athletic kind of a club. They've got a ton of momentum, highs and lows throughout the game, the crowd going crazy. Mm -hmm. And they didn't need LeBron at any point to carry them. Did not need LeBron to carry them at all. Well, it's funny because Brian Windhorst. Now, I listen, I've covered LeBron for a long time, okay? I've covered LeBron now for 13 years, okay? Brian Windhorst covered him since he was in high school. Brian Windhorst's, like, mom, I believe, was LeBron's, like, freshman teacher or something like that in high school at St. Vincent, St. Mary. Uh, Brian Windhorst covered him in high school. Brian Windhorst covered him in Cleveland and has covered him ever since. And no one has seen more LeBron James games than Brian Windhorst. And here's what he had to say about that particular situation. Look, I've never seen a LeBron James road playoff game where he had almost no impact offensively in the fourth quarter. LeBron took one shot in this fourth quarter. He had zero assists. He essentially stood out of the way and let Austin Reeves carry them home. This is just remarkable that they could get away with a road win like this. Uh, they definitely had a terrific game plan, and also they took advantage of what the Grizzlies were doing. The Grizzlies basically, you know, they admitted after the game that they were 
part of their idea was to just not cover Rui Hachimura, and they didn't regret it. Hachimura had the greatest shooting game of his career. It happened in a, on a road playoff game, and it completely sets the whole series on its side in the wake of the John ja Morant injury. You know what, George? Here's the thing. What's that? When John ja Morant, prior to getting hurt, he had hit back-to-back three-point shots that you may recall, right? Every time Morant hit a three, Rui came back and answered. So the point was, it wasn't LeBron having to come back and answer. It wasn't even D'Angelo Russell having to come back and answer. It wasn't Dennis Schroeder. It wasn't running through AD. It was somebody that you would never have expected to have had that sort of offensive performance. And, and Rui Hachimura answered every time John Moran hit a three. And then, by the way, he took that amazing move where he drove through the lane and dunked the ball. I mean, everything in Rui Hachimura's game was working. And you were like, just give him the ball. Feed it to him. He's on fire. And I'm with Windhorse. To watch LeBron have no impact on the offensive end in the fourth quarter of a road playoff game, that should tell us all how much better this Laker team is right now. Yeah, he trusts them. It's that simple. He trusts them. And if you don't believe me, read what you what our guy like Dave McMiniman is writing. McMiniman. Dave will tell you. McMiniman. Yeah. I mean, he's, it's, it's obvious. Like, he trusts those guys. And I haven't seen LeBron trust teammates like that since the year they won the championship. Yep. Right. No, listen, I, I think it's completely fair to use the word trust. You know, I think I used a different word earlier. I was like, LeBron finally understands he's got a team around him. No, he trusts the guys around him. Yeah. I mean, it took us a while to trust you. And now? Yeah, we trust you. Really? Yeah, we give you the ball. <sighs> Dude, I don't know, man. We give you the ball. That's only because on rare occasions, at the end of a game, I might make one important play, like Brody style. Right. You blocked Devin Booker. Yep. But yeah. three of 19, generally speaking. No. Four of 19? Eh, maybe more like seven of 19. Seven of 19. It's not a bad night. That's D'Angelo Russell territory. It's tight. Yeah. Tight. Yeah. Tight. All right. You know? All right. Coming up next, Cappy. Yeah. Are you ready to play the award-winning Radio Tinder? I am. Okay, we will do that in a second. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, I love this song. I can't wait for the next season of the other one, but it's um, House of the Dragon. It's going to be like another year and a half. Come on, you're kidding me. I swear to God. Never, That's ridiculous. Never watched the Game of Thrones. You should. Never. I'm telling you. I tried. It, listen, I tried. If you love... You just got to get to episode eight okay, of season that's, one. Okay, that's what I no, said don't. too, and I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, when, uh, I mean, we can tell people yeah. now. One Net- or two episodes, I feel like, is enough. But if it takes eight episodes to get into something. Well, there's the problem is with Game of Thrones, unlike some, I'm normally with you. I normally have a three-show a rule. The problem is with Game of Thrones, there's a lot of characters. Yeah, but, but episode one of season one, just right away. You're like, what's going on here? Right. I mean, listen, yep, if yep. you like, like, politics, sex, and, like, treachery, you got all three of those. But episode eight, I remember having this conversation with Jamel Hill because she was going to watch it. Which years. one is episode eight? The Ned Stark beheading. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And I said to her, and episode eight, usually in the first few years, episode eight or nine, whichever one it is, it's one of those, either eight or nine, that for the first several seasons, something crazy always happened. So I remember telling her that, just get to this episode, whatever it was, eight or nine. And I said, and you're never going to turn back. And she texts me after. She's like, holy crap, you're right. What if I just started with episode eight? No, because you got to learn the characters <laughs> yeah, to that point. See, the thing yeah. is, is, there's a lot of there's a lot of characters. Fair yes, or fair. a lot. Yeah. But I, I what, what year was it? The Game of Thrones started 2011. 2011. It's been that long. 
I didn't start till 2016. Oh no, I watched I from the beginning. Season, I picked it up season six. I started watching one episode because it was on HBO of season six, the op- the season opener. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is beautiful television. Like, it looks great. Visually, it's impactful. And I kind of had figured out a, more or less what was happening. So I'm like, I went back to watch it. My wife and I had two weeks caught up. Yeah, no, I was on that Sunday to Sunday to Sunday. Like, I can't wait until the next one kind of a deal. Well, we did that with House of the Dragon. Yeah, but... Um, yeah. Wow, it's okay. been since 2011, huh? I didn't realize Good that. Good job, Game of Thrones. All right, Game of Thrones, yeah. GOT. All right, so um, I saw a lot of great social media posts over the weekend, so yeah. that's the theme for today's Radio Tinder. Okay. Starting with Ramona, who sent me this post over the weekend that she saw on Nextdoor, which is you know an app for neighbors. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, right. It says, quote, A woman walking her dog came up to the top of my driveway to put her dog's bagged crap in my closed black trash bin. When I later saw the captured video, I was angry. As I thought about it, though, I guess I feel like it's more of a territorial thing since I wasn't it wasn't anything that hurt me. What is the general consensus on this? Thanks. So do you guys think it's okay to place your dog's bagged crap in someone else's trash bin that is sitting outside? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano. Is it in a? It's in a bag, though, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You just, you know, you you scoop your dog's poop, you put it in the bag, and and the trash bin is already on the street. No, like, no, no. To be it's, collected. That's the, that's the thing here. It's on. It's a. It's at the driveway. It's like up up near near the. It says up the driveway in the. So post. near her house. Yeah. So closer to her house. That's different. If it's actually like on the street, and it's going to be like because the they're collecting the garbage right. the next garbage morning or whatever, mm-hmm. then I have no problem with it. If you're walking up someone's driveway to put it like at their house, that's a little weird. Yeah, so I always kind of have this dilemma when I'm walking my dog, and I will clean up after the dog, and then I'm holding this plastic bag filled with dog duty. Okay, so now I'm walking around the neighborhood. Duty! And it's just, I'm carrying around this green plastic bag filled with duty, right? So um, I always look for a neighbor's garbage can. So you are this guy, for sure. Well, it depends. You see, if the garbage can is on the street, to me, you're keeping your neighborhood clean by putting the garbage in a garbage can. Right. I feel like that's like total, I feel like it's totally fine because it's already going to get picked up anyway. Now, no, so like no if my problem. garbage can is on the street, which like my garbage gets picked up on Friday, I got home last night, my garbage cans were still in the street. God forbid anybody could bring the garbage cans back in, right? So if somebody's walking by my house and they put dog duty in my garbage can, I have no problem with that. Now, if my garbage cans are on my driveway and somebody has to walk onto my property, into my house, like into my space and put the garbage in there. I'm like, dude, you didn't have to come on to my... You don't have to do that. Yeah. If it's on the street, it's fair game. If somebody has to come into your space, that's a little rude, I think. Yeah, that was my my exact answer. I said, if, if you have to go all up in the person's driveway... No, no, no. Like, that's That's, that's too much. Yeah, yeah. too much. Right, but I have gotten dirty looks from people for putting dog duty in their garbage can. I'm like, bro, it's on the street. Yeah, Don't you want to keep the neighborhood clean? Yeah, I feel like it's fair game because that's actually city property anyway. Uh, so next one, Blue Jays pitcher Anthony Bass, 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 right? Bass, Bass. Uh, he's sparking a debate online after calling out a flight attendant who he said, quote, made oh, his wife this. clean up after their kids on a plane. He yeah. tweeted, quote, the United flight attendant just made my 22-week pregnant wife traveling with my five and two-year-old get on her hands and knees to pick up the popcorn mess by my youngest daughter. Are you kidding me? Exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. Uh, the tweet sparked debate online with many people disagreeing with Bass and noting that parents should be held responsible for cleaning up messes that their children make in public spaces. So was the flight attendant wrong for asking the passenger to clean up her toddler spilled popcorn? Swipe left or swipe right, Cappy? I think the flight attendant is wrong. I'm going to swipe left. Really? Yeah. Here's the here's the thing. There's a detail in there that you gave. She's 22 weeks pregnant, so she's she's a a woman who's pregnant who's got two little kids. Anybody who's ever had to travel with kids, especially when you're outnumbered, I mean, she's got two and she's got her and her husband. She got a, another one cooking. Um, it's hard traveling with little kids, you know. So I'm always very sympathetic to people because I've been in that position before. To say, hey, you can't leave the plane, get down on your hands and knees and clean up the popcorn. I'm not saying that it's the flight attendant's job to clean up after somebody else's mess, but they do have a cleaning crew come in and clean up messes that are not intentionally maliciously left behind. Okay, so let's do this. Let's start with the fact that I'm pretty sure the United Airlines flight attendant did not say specifically get on your hands and knees right. and clean that. Well, okay? that's my man's accusation. Right. Okay. So let's start with that. Also, okay. to throw in there that when you're 22 weeks pregnant, you're only like halfway along. So you may not have even known if she was pregnant. That's yeah. fair, too. Well, I mean, that is fair, too. Yeah, I mean, that's possible. That is fair, too. Um, clean after your kids, bro. 
I clean after mine every single time. Okay. Like I'll give you an example. It was just recent. Okay. Um, there was orange juice spill on the flight. And I had, and you know what I did? I got a bunch of, I, I ran to the flight attendant and said, I need a bunch of napkins because my kid just spilled his orange juice. And I cleaned it. Yeah. I didn't, and I cleaned the chair and I cleaned the table and I cleaned the ground and I didn't leave anything there. You know why? Because that's what you're supposed to do. They're oh, your freaking kids. That's, listen, I feel the same way and it's exactly what I would do. Okay, I used to, when, when waiters and waitresses would come to my family's table and we have four kids and they were all little kids and the place was an entire mess, I was like trying to bust the table. Right. Because I felt bad at the mess. I do that anyway. Or I overtip because I'm like, hey, sorry, we made this massive Definitely. mess, dude. So here, let me you yeah. know, take care of you. Yep. So I don't really know exactly what happened. But there is a cleanup crew on an airplane. There is, Which, but their their job is not to just. I mean, it's it's popcorn. It's right. not that hard, to, bro. To that note, somebody in the <laughs> thread. But it's people, also not that hard for the person cleaning the plane. I either. get it, but just there, those people. Sometimes those planes, their job is to clean, like to try to clean as quickly like, as possible. Right, because there's more people coming on. Right, they're basically like sanitizing it, and so to that Correct. point, there was somebody in the thread because like this was like blown up on social media. Somebody wrote that they're part of like an air air airport cleaning crew or whatever, and he said we're not hired to detail the plane in between passengers we're trying we're there to get all of the obvious garbage off the plane as soon as possible so we can refill the plane with more passengers yeah, and i get it listen i'm just sensitive to and i'm compassionate to moms and dads who are dealing with little kids and they're trying to move kids and they're trying to i got a car seat and i got a diaper bag and i got a, so i understand it's hard that's all I'm saying. And I wonder how big of a mess it was. This guy should have taken a picture. picture. There's, There's a picture. A picture. Oh, how how like bad that. is it? It doesn't look that bad. Oh, it's just then, popcorn, dude. And then, right, I mean, to, to, I mean to, we also, either party could have cleaned it up. Right. I feel like the fact that she tweeted about it tells me that like, there may be something a little bit more to the story because like, I don't see an airline, like a, an airline flight attendant. I could be wrong, but you know, like getting all up like, you better get down on your hands and knees and yeah, clean all you, that I, up. That phrase, I, I don't yeah. recall. I don't think any flight attendant would actually use that phrase. Maybe I'm wrong, but. Yeah. Okay. So last Sounds thing. suspect to me. Right. Mm. Super sus. Uh, so sussy. today is hella sus with sussy sauce on the side. Indeed. Okay, lots of sussy sauce. Mm -hmm. So today is International Bat Appreciation Day, which reminded me of bat. something I saw over the weekend. Yeah, bat, like you know, like the, the little rodents with wings. Oh, I thought you meant like a baseball bat. No, it's bats, like the animal, okay. the mammal. Um, so in my Love Las Vegas Facebook group, yeah, a woman posted the following. Uh, currently staying at the Luxor, and there are two bats flying around in my room. Waiting for a new room now. Scared the bleep out of me flying around in the room. Edit. I was drunk and laying down. I kept seeing a shadow fly across the TV, and I was like, damn, how much did I drink? When those shadows flew over my head, I became instantly sober and ran into the hall screaming. So then later, she posted an update that said, update on the bats. Upgraded to the two-bedroom penthouse suite for the duration of my stay. The whole eight days were comped, all my charges were comped, and I received an additional $1,000 of resort credit to use at any MGM resort. My total came to $25. I was satisfied with their promptness to take care of me. So, now, if that were me, I would have been so grossed out and freaked out, I would have been like, move me to a different hotel, I'm out of here. If it were you guys, would you be satisfied with what the hotel offered her? Swipe left or swipe right? Sedano. Yeah, sounds fine to me. Swipe right. What do you think? You said you said eight days she yeah, stayed she there? there for eight days, yep. What the hell is staying in Vegas for eight days? Yeah, I have friends that do that too. And Maybe it's like, a convention? What are you doing? So, all right, quick story. So also, I was, she posted pictures and they just gave me the, the willies. Ooh. So one time I was driving up the coast from South South LA up to San Francisco and I was doing this coastal drive and there was this hotel in, I want to say like a little bit south of San Luis Obispo and I think it's called the Madonna, I think. You'd have to Google it and every room is like this weird different theme mm -hmm. and it's kind of like a touristy kind of thing to stop. Yeah. Anyway, we go in there and I don't remember what what Disney room or something like that themed room we had. And the, the, the um, shower was like this big cave, you know, it was kind of the thing. Well, my ex-wife walks in there and she starts screaming. I'm like, what, what, what the hell's going on? There was like this really gross frog, like this, this weird kind of looking frog yeah. on the wall of the thing. So I call down to the guy, you know, I call down the front desk. I'm like, yo, you guys got anybody who's more of a man than me that could come take this frog out of here. And they sent a guy to remove the frog. Yeah. I didn't ask for a new room. Frog? It was a little tiny frog, but it was gross. Okay, frogs are gross. I feel like bats are way worse. Bats are probably worse. Right, but if you're sleeping at night with, with your wife and she can't sleep because she's only worried that the frog is going to jump on her face, I, as the man, I got to do something. And I'm not man enough to go touch the frog. This seems like a common theme. Yeah, yeah I'm not you, man enough to take a towel and like grab the frogs. 
Or yeah. are you opposed to them too? No, spiders I can handle. Oh, okay. Spiders I can handle. Depends on how big. Yeah. Not like a tarantula. No, no, God, no. Not like, like a little, little. Yeah, little not like spider. some big, tall, furry yeah. sort of spider. Hell no. I got bit by a spider once. Really? On the calf. It was so painful. Hmm. Yeah. So what about a bat, Cappy? No, bats, I would I would be swinging a bat at a bat. And you wouldn't have a problem staying in the same hotel? No problem I at all. I would be like, no, move me next No, floor. I'm with Lindsay. I'd move to another room. Yeah, Listen, no a way. bat is a different story. Anything that flies, no right. thanks, bro. I'm the guy that's oh. eating food and finds a hair in his food and takes it out and continues eating oh, it. No. Yeah, I don't send it back. Look at the picture I mean, I'm I low sent maintenance. you guys. Like, the, the bat just like, oh, Wait. it creeped me out so bad. You're low maintenance? That's right. You heard me. I don't know about that. You heard me, pal. All right, that is Radio Tinder presented by Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small batch premium sippy tequila made from the finest mature agaves available everywhere. Fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com. Demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. Coming up next, is the NBA coming becoming like the NFL? And also the Dodgers. How much trouble despite getting hosed yesterday? We'll get to that next. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Mustang Mach-E, as an electric. Mustang Salang. So I had a Ford Mustang once. Yeah? Yeah, probably like one of those um, times in my life where I kind of was really into vanilla ice, you know? Rolling. To the extreme, you rock a mic like a vandal? Light, Light up the stage, stage. And, wax a lung, and wax a chump like a candle? Yes, precisely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think I was driving my 5.0 with my rag top down so my hair could blow. My like, town. Created all the H-Town. Yeah, right. So that there was like this vanilla ice phase of my life, hmm. and I think I might have gotten a Mustang convertible 5.0. This is probably like early 90s. Yeah. Rob Van Winkle? Yeah. Yeah. And I love that car. What Stick. a nerdy name. You go from Rob Van Winkle to vanilla ice. Yeah. God, I haven't driven- He became a big time uh, DIY star. DIY, yeah, it is his own home improvement show. Oh, it was home improvement? Yeah. Not like motorcycle fixing no, or something? No, it was home improvement. Yeah, yeah, it was home improvement. Yeah. I like that Mustang. Wish I still had that Mustang. Mm. Five speed, you know, manual transmission. Oh my God. Back then, you had to drive manual. Oh, it was Jeez. great. I, I, I would love to drive a manual now, not as my everyday car, but like just as a weekend car. Like if I ever have a weekend car. You know, like a convertible that's in the garage, no. that's covered, that's waxed, that I only take out on Sundays. Yeah. That car, that will be stick. I saw some guy doing that the other day. One of those cars that just like you take out on Sundays. What do you, What was he driving? It was recall? like an old, old Porsche. Oh, like, okay. Like, I guess not super duper old, but like 80s old. Because I'm more of like a, I'm more of an American muscle car yeah. kind of guy. You know, so I'm more of like a Corvette Olds Cutlass 442 convertible, yeah. you know, or an Impala convertible. 20 inch blades on the Impala. And, and yes, by the way, a Corvette, a right. big, I, I, I stood next to a Corvette this weekend, like the super bright, yellow, obnoxious, brand new Corvette. Yeah. And I said to Rachel, I said, when I sell sided, that's what you're buying. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to be obnoxious for a month or two. Yeah. I'm going to post it, yeah. and then I'm going to get rid of it. But I just want a yellow, brand new Corvette. <laughs> Seriously. She's like, not a Ferrari? I'm like, no, not a Ferrari. A Corvette. Yeah. American. Americano. See, si. see. Si. Yeah. Not Iran number one. No, I. although I saw last night. The Iron I, Sheik? The, the AEW. Oh. Uh, yeah. Iron Sheik. Um, <laughs> oh, Lindsay. they did one of those last night? Yeah, what was this? Like, Remember you were trying? I, I still it's haven't seen the Duff the Road. It's just an biography. Right. Yeah. 
I didn't realize the Iron Sheik was like this super decorated Olympic wrestler yeah. before he became Iran number one. Well, you saw A&E, not AEW. Yeah, A&E. AEW yeah. <laughs> yeah. is the wrestling. Oh, no, A&E. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Number one, yeah. Iran. Yeah. Pui. Pui, USA. Yeah. All right, so where were we? Um. Oh, has the NBA become like the NFL? where it's become a battle of attrition, right? We had all these injuries this weekend. No, I think Giannis is going to play. He's going to be fine. Um, Tyler Hero's out four to six weeks. All right, just time out. I didn't understand that injury. I didn't understand why he dove for the ball. I, I just watched that video over and over and over again, trying to see where he broke his I, hand. I couldn't tell because they didn't have a close enough look on his right hand, but it looks like he mangled his fingers. If I, I probably wouldn't have been as interested in the Tyler Hero injury if it wasn't a tweet that you sent out. That I said that Tyler Hero would be a big reason for them to win. Right. If, if and the, Kevin Love, I said too, right, which you, was right. You Sorry, were some, something like, if the Heat are going to win this series, Tyler, Hero Tyler Hero's got to go, got to go nuclear right and when i saw that tweet i was like okay that probably makes some sense and then by later in the day they were like tyler hero is gone for the rest of the playoffs like what happened so i watched his video 500 times i think he hit his foot he hit the guy he hit uh, he first of all he should have been dying with the ball i couldn't see it but he i think he he broke his ring finger and his uh, or no his middle his pointer finger and his middle finger is what i think they said so when he probably went to swipe for the ball he did hit the guy's foot so he probably swung so hard that he just mangled his fingers i don't know man but you know, you 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 asked he the had question. He a three though with a broken hand, which was amazing because he's standing there on the side of the floor. He's he's holding you know, his hand. Right, he's reaching over in pain. <laughs> then all of a sudden, somebody's like, "Well, here, you take it." And he's like, "Wait, my hand hurts," and he just got rid of it. And he like, he didn't have time to think yeah. that my hand hurts, and he drained that three. That yeah. was a beautiful shot. It was funny. But you ask a good question. Yeah, is the NBA becoming like the NFL? Right, where it's the teams whose offensive lines are still together. The healthiest team. Right, by yeah. the playoffs. Right. You know, it, it, it's you hear the story, This these five offensive linemen have started 13 of 16 games this year, right. and it's the postseason, you're like, well, that's why these guys can run the ball and protect the quarterback, because they played together all year, and they're healthy. Yeah. You look at yesterday, Giannis with the lower back contusion, yeah. I'm with you, he's probably going to play. Right, and enough with this, we're going to rule out the charge now. Like... Because everyone's overreacting to guys getting hurt on charges. When, by the way, Drew Holiday, shout out Southern California kid, um, said that's a basketball play. I, like it's it is what it is. I've like, heard this whole argument. It's I mean, so dumb. So so listen, what are we gonna do? We're gonna have an overreaction and do what everybody else is just start changing the rules every time something doesn't go exactly right. I mean, come few on. guys get hurt and yeah. right away we got to change the rules. Yeah, Giannis will be back. By the way, Giannis went down. He got up. He continued on. Tried to play. Right. Yeah. Giannis gets hurt yesterday. I'm guessing he'll be back. Yes. John Morant gets hurt yesterday. No, he may not be back. And I'm kind of guessing he's not going to be back. And we've yeah. talked about it earlier. Even if he is, he's probably not going to be the same guy. Yeah. Tyler Hero, he's gone. For four to six weeks, yeah. And there was a moment in the game yesterday where we were worried that Anthony Davis could be out. Right, because he couldn't feel his arm. So, yes, I think you're, the, the NBA is becoming the NFL in that if teams don't have an Anthony Davis, if Anthony Davis's arm was really, really hurt yesterday and he didn't come back and play in the second half and the Lakers lost, what would we all be talking about today? It's over. Yeah. It's done. Right. Without AD, they're done. What if it was out AD and, and Ja? You'd st I still feel like the Lakers would have a chance. Well, they would have a chance. Yeah. But the season, they wouldn't be able to get past the Warriors probably without Anthony Davis. Put it this way. Or the Kings. Let, let's all, let's be honest about it. Mm -hmm. Come on, Lindsay Baseball. Fess up. What? You know that as soon as AD yesterday said, I can't move my arm. Oh, yeah. I said that, that forget about the playoffs. Yeah. He did. He thought he was going to be out. Right. It's over. He right. said, I can't. No, he said, I can't feel my arm or I can't. Can't move, move my, my arm. arm. Yeah. Right. And like, then I told dramatic. you, just relax. Let's see what happens in the second half. But it's exactly the same thing that happened a few weeks ago when I was at a Laker game. Right. And AD went down. Right. And as soon as he hit the deck, everybody went, there's the season. Yeah. Because everybody thinks he's about to get hurt. In everything that he does. Correct. When is he going to get past that street clothes uh, well, I think he's label? Trying, I think he's trying to do that right now. He's playing through a lot of pain. I mean, I don't think his foot injury... I know they say he's fine, isn't that... I, I mean, I, I don't think... I, I still think he suffers through some pain with that foot injury, if I had to guess. That's just me 100% speculating. But that injury doesn't just heal itself that quickly where you're not pain-free completely. I know they use that phrase, but I would guess that that thing, he labors through that thing still a little bit. 
Like that. Right. So my 16-year-old daughter and I were watching the Lakers recently. and um, Julia. Yep. And Anthony Davis. By the way, George, the composting soil that has been yes. made by the Lomi. Yeah. I'll have you know right now mm-hmm. that currently in my garden, in my backyard, yeah. I have lettuce growing. Good. Carrots. Yeah. And cucumbers. There you go. All thanks to the Lomi. Yeah. And the composting. Right. So when you take like old avocado skins. Yeah. And old eggshells. Yeah. And old coffee. Yeah. And you mix it up in the Lomi. Yeah. And then you start a garden in the backyard. The results are the results, man. There you go. Nice there work you. out of you, Uncle George. Yeah. Where was I? Anybody know? I have no idea. No, me neither. Yeah. You want me to just you talk? You were talking about, the- about you and Julia watching a game together. So Lakers Julia. Game. So Julia sees Anthony Davis on the free throw line. Yeah. And her her response to me is, "What do I have to do to tweeze his eyebrows?" He doesn't want to be his right. Eyebrows I had to explain to her the whole thing. brow yeah. thing yeah. and how this has been going on now since his college days. Yeah. But you know, she's a young lady, yeah. and she doesn't really know anything about Anthony Davis. Right. All she wants to do is tweeze the man's unibrow. Yeah, yeah. And I listen. I got to respect that. Yeah. You know, respect Julia, respect Anthony Davis for committing to the both. Yeah, both Anthony Davis for being committed to the brow like Michael Strahan is committed to the gap. Yeah. And and for Julia, what a compassionate thing to do. Yeah, I would agree. I told her, I said, hey, if you don't have compassion for this guy and his unibrow, you know what Uncle Georgie says? Yeah. Go to hell. Yeah. Yeah, Julia. Go to hell. I feel like if he was going to do it, he had to do it when he first came into the league. Because that's the time to do it. Now nah. it's the thing. Yeah, that's it's, the thing. It. it's his brand. It's his brand. Yeah, exactly. Um, is the brand for baseball that we're just going to get rid of the home plate umpire calling balls and strikes? Is that what you're thinking? I mean, the Dodgers got hosed in a huge way yesterday. Like, it was ungodly how bad that was. Got to be honest with you, man. Um, have not really, really gone... All in on baseball yet. But, I mean, you don't even need to see all in on baseball. You just need to see those videos. Okay, I didn't see them, but I heard you talking about them earlier today with Mason and with Bergman. Haven't seen them, but wait a second. You know, a Cody Bellinger comes back with the Cubs, hits a big home run. You look at a guy like Urias who was not, like, on top of his game, per se, yesterday. Uh, Five and two-thirds, gave up eight hits, did have six strikeouts. But uh, you got to give it up to the Cubs a little bit here. They come walking into town. Bellinger gets the, the beautiful not a ovation this year, yeah, right. And again, I know that Dodger fans have this expectation that they're supposed to smoke everybody. Not going to be the case this year. No, and and really, where they stand right now, you're like, you know what? You're a 500 ball club, 16 games in, and not a lot has really gone great so far. Yeah, you're fine. Ten percent of the season already. You're fine. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess there's still a long way to go, but I, I think that the division this year is not going to be easy. And we've talked about this numerous times. They're not running away with this division. They will. I think they're going to stay within the pack for now, but they're going to have to make a move at some point. I would tell you this, that if you're a Dodger fan, you're like, all right, we're 500, we're through 16 games. There's nothing major going on here yet. You look behind you in the standings, who's 8-9? and nine? The Padres. Boy, if I were the Padres, it'd be like... What's going on here? Yeah, they they should be panicked. They should be really worried right now. Yeah, yeah, 100%. All right, coming up next, the rest of the West. Denver looked good against the T-Wolves. That game was on. Game was on so late. I got, I fell asleep. Yeah, I couldn't I, I couldn't mean, it was also up. a blowout, so there's that. Uh, but I think Denver is still better than people think, and I'll tell you why next.